So, my name is Amina, and this is Gibio Radio. You may be thinking, great, another amateur with a podcast, another millennial with a podcast, another inserts deprecating comment here with a podcast. Yes, I'm aware that the podcasting market is becoming extremely saturated. It's going the way of the blog, as one person told me. Um, Also a podcaster, (laughs) this person was. Um, But me personally, I've not come across any podcast. First of all, I want to push back on this idea that just because you're doing something that a lot of other people are doing, it has that detracts from the meaning of it. Um, and I feel like it's especially in fields like the arts or fields of humanistic expression, literature, etc., where if people, if the creators, right, of works in those fields, arts, humanities, if they employ practices that are widely used, it, there's this like perception that their work is less valuable just because they're leveraging techniques or practices that a lot of people in the arts or in the humanities have used or are using, right? Um, It's sort of like in fashion where a new trend comes out and then once enough people are on the bandwagon of that trend, it becomes uninteresting. Um, But it's not exactly the same because, for example, if you write a book in a style that hundreds of other authors have written books, I don't feel that people come at you, right? But if you start wearing a trend that like hundreds of other companies have been leveraging for their new lines, then people are like, "Mm, not interested, meh, right? Like their attitude, meh. And so I'm not really, and then in the fields of STEM, right? Or business, for example, you can get away, I feel, with using practices that are widely widely used ubiquitous you can get away with that people won't give you side eye like that's fine so i'm i personally don't understand why it's fine in fields like business and stem for anyone who doesn't know what stem means science technology engineering math like i don't understand why in those fields you can have a you can use a practice that's that a lot of scientists, that a lot of, you know, geologists, for example, use, and it's fine, but in a field like abstract art, like, you have to be original. It's not okay. (laughs) It's not okay to employ practices that have been employed for an extensive period of time by many in your field. And so, I mean, is it because like people view 
practices and techniques in STEM and business as utilitarian, like there's a function for that practice. And so that's why, like, it's inescapable. You have to use it. Whereas in arts and the humanities, people don't view common practices as functional. It, I don't, I'm not understanding, like, I feel the the reason people use certain practices in the arts or the humanities, I mean, it's the arts and the humanities, first of all, so, like, not everything is functional, right? Some things are just expression, like, not everything has a function. So, to apply that barometer to a completely different set of fields is weird, right? <laughs> right like it's like trying to judge an apple by the by the standards with which you judge an orange you know you'll hit and you'll miss like it's not don't do it um but then beyond that i feel some practices in the arts and the humanities do have a function like they facilitate the art they facilitate that work of literature they are facilitative right and so, I mean, is that why, like, more shade gets thrown at people who, for example, have recently started a podcast than, like, at people who, than people who use reverse transcript-based PCR? Like, I'm not understanding. Maybe it's because... starting a podcast is more accessible and is relatively easier to do depending on your level of privilege than writing a 55,000 word book for example so maybe that's why more shade gets thrown at up and coming podcasters (laughs) because it's seen as oh, you're doing this because it's easy and you have a bunch of time on your hands and want to share your opinion that really no one asks for. Like, is that the reason? I feel just because something is more accessible to you and it's easy for you to do, it doesn't mean that what you produce thereby won't be helpful to someone, right? Like, for example, the world of podcasting is big, but... I personally have only benefited, severely benefited, like, (laughs) I don't know how else I would have gotten this information. I personally have benefited from a handful of podcasts. It's not as if the audience of the podcasting world, it's not as if they listen to all of what is in the podcasting world, right? They're selective. They gravitate towards what they need and what they want, right? It's sort of like that message you get in the world of content creation generally, where some people will shy away from producing content because they feel, oh, so many people have said this exact same thing I want to say, but someone, his name is Sean McCabe, said something really profound. He said, well, they haven't said it in the way you'll say it, right? The Like... Not only that, 
it could be that whomever listens to your message responds to your message differently, better than they've responded to the same exact message coming from other people. Right? I mean, I feel like you've experienced that, I've experienced that, where one person will tell me something. It's sort of like that annoying thing, like in conference meetings, where a woman will share an idea that's excellent, superb. No one, not a peep, crickets. And then a man will say the exact same thing, that famous phenomenon say the exact same thing and people are like wow that's amazing john like thank you you know it's it's like that but obviously positive because it's not (laughs) i hope driven by uh whatever is underlying that weird weird um phenomenon in society So basically the point I'm making is just because a lot of people are doing something doesn't mean what they produce thereby means nothing. I feel, you know, historians could look at us years into the years back in the future and we, you know, people, podcasters, content creators generally could be looked at as case studies for what happens, right, in the wake of in the wake of a lot of the events the world is experiencing now, right? 1.6 trillion dollar student loan crisis, student debt crisis, um the wake of a great recession, um, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm not going to list all of the things. But it could just be that it's not merely an egotistical exercise. It could be that it reflects something deeper, a deeper pattern underlying what's visible to us for example I recently learned the literature about you know social media and mental health how there's this idea this perception that social media affects mental health anxiety etc compulsive behaviors and I recently learned that in this literature, the associations are not large enough to derive causation. Again, right, that saying correlation is not causation. This one psychologist, professor of psychology at UC Irvine, her last name is Audgers, she was saying that it could be people are feeling, experiencing a lot of unhappiness. I believe that was the word she used. And so they seek and reseek social media outlets more like it's an escape or refuge right versus the other way around because you go on social media therefore you become unhappy right so the point that i'm trying to make is 
It may seem, right, that it's an egotistical exercise, an indulgence, an indulgent act, right? This, these, these thousands upon thousands of ventures into podcasting. It may seem self-inflating, self-aggrandizing, but it could simply reflect something deeper that we as a society cannot fully grasp now. Um, and that, again, doesn't detract from the significance of any one podcast, right? There's podcasts about history. People need to learn about history. <laughs> um, there's podcasts about marketing. There's podcasts about religion. Like, to paint podcasting with the broad brush of, oh, this is what you do when you're bored and no one wants to talk to you. I feel that's unfair. It's almost like saying, like, there's this idea, it doesn't seem to be that strong, but it's almost like saying, because af- because you choose to attend college after high school, you're a part of the masses and you're sheep and you're easily misled and you're just feeding into a system that doesn't work like well maybe that person wants to become a you know an astronaut like you need (laughs) or you know what I'm saying maybe they want to work at NASA maybe they want to I don't know enter a profession where their ability to effectively work in that profession would be hindered by not having a post grade 12 certificate of education like so I feel things are more nuanced than some people may let on if anyone's coming at you saying oh you listen to podcasts you're a loser right ignore them they don't do they know how your brain works (laughs) like do they know your path forward in life do they know how that information will influence you Do they know whether you'll share that information with people who would not have otherwise ever learned that information? Like, tell them to go away. Thank you. Bye. You read in the reunion book about Gardner? Dave Gardner? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he became some kind of a super secret hot shot. Technology. Yeah, Yeah. He was one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. If he, if he told us what he did, he'd probably kill him. He would.